This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Hey, good morning, Canada. Welcome to Golf Talk Canada. Zacchino and Scully in studio with you this morning, whether you're listening on TSN 1050, TSN.ca, iHeartRadio, watching us on TSN 2 this morning as we simulcast Golf Talk Canada Radio on television Monday after major events in the world of golf. And, of course, we've just put a bow skulls on the U.S. Open. Uh, I, wow. I mean, a tremendous event. Maybe later... In the show, we usually do this after all the majors are mm. in the books, but maybe we'll poke around a little later on in the show with what's your favorite major okay. been so far this year? Because we, you know, we usually have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought, uh, I thought the USGA uh, got it right this time. I think they did too. I love that golf course, the Country Club, and like we were talking about before going on the air, not that long. The, you know, don't have to trick it up at all. You, you know, the greens were challenging, put the pins in some tough spots. The rough was thick, and the players struggled for the most part. It was a great U.S. Open. Yeah, uh, once again, proper setup. Mm-hmm. You don't need an 8,000-yard golf course yep. if you just set up a golf course properly, and we proved it again this week. We're going to get into it. We're going to hear from Matthew Fitzpatrick, of course, the winner of the 122nd U.S. Open. Uh, just an unbelievable performance. Some of the biggest names in the game came at him hard. Uh, just a great-looking leaderboard. A wonderful week for Adam Hadwin. Uh, we'll get into it this uh, this week on the show. We'll do Winners Weird and What an hour or two. We'll get you caught up on 20 Weeks TaylorMade. Uh, Will Bateman, Edmonton native Will Bateman, wins on PGA Tour Canada. We're going to uh, be joined by Will in hour two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the latest winner on PGA Tour Canada. So great to have PGA Tour Canada back. So um, obviously uh, we'll hear from the, uh, Will, who got it done yesterday. Uh, this week at an LPGA major mm-hmm. coming to Congressional. I've got some familiarity with that golf course since the renovation. Maybe we'll chat a little bit about that. And Matthew Fitzpatrick yesterday thanking Sasha McKenzie <laughs> and the stack system, which I've been talking about kind of, you know, a little bit briefly on the air, kind of teasing it. I sent out some numbers earlier in the week on I social media, that. well before I knew Matthew. I didn't know Matthew Fitzpatrick was working with Sasho and, and, and the stack system. And then in the final, in his interview yesterday in this press conference, he thanks him. Yeah. So maybe we'll get into that a little bit uh, uh, today. But before we get into any of that, let's welcome in now uh, Bob Weeks. Weeks was uh, on site at Brookline uh, with Graham Dillette all week for TSN and SportsCenter. Uh, Bob, you must be exhausted, first of all. Adam and I were just talking before we went on today. I mean, the last two weeks has felt like a real marathon from our National Open into the U.S. Open. Uh, You must have nothing left in the tank, sir. Very little. Very little indeed left in the tank. You're right, but uh, but it's, it's a... It's been spent in a, in a good way, and that was a, an exciting finish yesterday, an exciting conclusion to the tournament. Um, I loved it. I loved, as Adam was saying, I loved the golf course. There's a few quirky tee shots. Some of the guys were commenting on that, but but um, already sort of a call to maybe put this into the rotation that they're trying to establish for U.S. Open golf courses. And the setup was spectacular, and you can kind of thank Jason Gore for that. He's he came on about five years ago as. Uh, player liaison, but he's now really taken over the role as, as the guy setting up the golf course. And I thought he did just a majestic job with it yesterday. 
uh, enough teeth in it, even though they had some overnight rain that softened things up and took a little fire. But, but the guys still had enough trouble with it. So I think that's kind of what you want to see. Yeah, they certainly did. And on Sunday during the final round, Matt Fitzpatrick thrived and went on to win, hitting 17 of 18 greens in regulation. Didn't look like he missed a shot almost all day. Bob, can you remember the last time someone had the ball on a string to that degree in the final round to win their first ever major championship? <laughs> uh, certainly not at the U.S. Open because most times you sort of get some guy hanging on by a thread rather mm-hmm. than uh, controlling the ball as he did. Uh, it was a it was a wonderful performance and and really I, I think the two guys who were in the hunt long overdue for for wins let alone major wins I mean neither of these guys has won on the PGA Tour before yesterday um, you know Matt's won around the world and on the European Tour and won some big events but I think uh, that was that was a little bit of a showcase of kind of what's what's coming and uh, guys in their twenties um, we're seeing a little bit of a changing maybe of the guard you know poor will zalatoris now two two majors in a row he's really had a his his one hand on the trophy already but um i i think what you see from matthew fitzpatrick is uh just a commitment to work as mark was saying the commitment to the swing speeds i mean he played the first two rounds with dustin johnson and he was hitting it past dj almost every tee shot where they were letting out the shaft so um you know, I, I think this is kind of what we're seeing is, is now the, the, the next wave of good young players coming up. Well, Bob, when you're in the gym working hard, working with the specialists, working on your speed, playing on the best tour in the world, or you're playing in a 54-hole men's shotgun exhibition, you know, that's what you would expect to have Matthew Fitzpatrick hit it past <laughs> Destin Johnson. I couldn't resist. Um, we spoke last week, guys. This golf course, this setup, uh, with the exception of Pebble Beach, it was going to be the smallest greens in, in a U.S. Open Rota, with the exception of Pebble, uh, just over 4,000 square feet in size. We spoke about Matthew Fitzpatrick, 17 of 18 greens in regulation. Brilliant iron, iron play. Look at the rest of this top five. Scheffler, Zala Torres leads the PGA Tour in strokes gain approach to green. Hideki Matsuyama, one of the best iron players of his generation. Colin Morikawa, maybe the best iron player in the world when he's got his fade going. He still did it with his draw. McElroy, Bob, it doesn't surprise me that the iron players uh, that, that kind of rose to the top of this leaderboard were you surprised with Morikawa's bounce back 66? Because Adam and I were kind of scratching our heads. You know, he's 69-66 out of the gates. And he was kind of openly talking about, hey, I can't find my fade. And when a fader can't fade the golf ball, that's problemsome. But he managed to be leading this golf tournament, shoot 77 on Saturday and then 66 on Sunday. I cannot make sense of Morikawa's week. <laughs> There's a few guys out there that were sort of in that same bucket. Uh, but that was probably the most unusual 77 on Saturday. You know, he, started, he said at the start of the week that he was playing this little draw, baby draw, and he said he was going to go with it. That's fine. Uh, you know, you, you dance with who brung you, as Lee Torino used to say. Uh, I think that the 77 and then the 66 were two of the most astonishing rounds for the for the for, uh, the big gap between those two scores that I've seen in a long time. I can't think of anyone who sort of stunned me with the 77, but there were a few, you know, Joel Damon had a 74, I think on Saturday after uh, 66 on, on Saturday or, or Friday, I should say. So there were a few out there and it wasn't, you know, when you look at the golf course, and when you walk around, you can kind of see that it's not that easy uh, to fall. It's not that hard. I should say to fall off track because you can miss quickly. And if you're in some of that long green side stuff, it's really tough to get it close. If, the, if you're short siding yourself, 
I mean, there's lots of ways to shoot 77 on that golf course, even even if you are Kala Morikawa. And, yes, we know he's still trying to find his swing a little bit, but uh, even if he had his swing, it wouldn't have been that hard to shoot 77. Well, Bob, here we are with another major and another Canadian who had a legitimate chance to win. Adam Hadwin, T7 finish, his best ever finish in a major championship by an absolute country mile, led after the first round at Brookline, finished four or five shots off the pace, uh, you know, 71 on Sunday's final round. What did you make of Hadwin's performance at Brookline? Well, specifically on talking about yesterday's round, I mean, he got out of the gate and he was just horrible. Uh, he, he basically pulled his uh, tee shot on two. He pulled his tee shot really badly on three, uh, again on five. And to get through that stretch in only one over, um, it was shocking to see where, you know, those shots come out of that game that he'd been playing pretty well. But, but also really impressive that he only went one over in that stretch. His putter saved him. But I think in bigger picture, if you look at it, um, this was really his first attempt at winning a major and getting in that hunt, and he admitted afterwards there were some nerves. Uh, he's playing with the number one player in the world, and he's he's sliding along there. And um, but I think I think what it also does is it it sort of justifies now all the hard work and all the swing changes he went through. I talked to his coach Mark Blackburn after the round, and he said, "Look, you're going to hear from him. He's he's very close to another win. It's going to happen sooner. Could happen this week at Travelers, for all we know." But he is, he is now at a point where he's resurrected his game through the bag, not just as a short game or putter or whatever, but he's, he's, those irons, he's seeing them where they're going. He's able to control the distance. He's able to play in the wind, which is something he wasn't really able to do before. Uh, so I think you're going to see a lot of good performances now uh, coming from Adam. I think this is just a big boost of confidence, even though uh, he didn't get the, 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 the final round that he was hoping for. But um, a lovely performance for a guy who's uh, who's worked pretty hard to get to back to where he has a game now that's uh, that's among the best in the world. Uh, Weeksy, before we let you go, let you catch your flight. Um, thoughts on Rory McIlroy? Uh, another top five. It, it's so hard to break down Rory. I know he was your TSN edge pick this week. I, you know, he, I found it very hard not to take Rory and Morikawa. Those are the two guys I kind of wanted that I couldn't take because we only get three picks. But if I had had five picks, I would have taken Morikawa <laughs> and McElroy. Um It's another top five, but it also kind of feels like it's a little disappointing. You know, we're still waiting for that first major since 2014. And I got to think about it this way, Bob. I know we're still, you know what, about three weeks out. And... Adam and I are going to take a look at the Open Championship odds in hour two. But I mean right now, with the way St. Andrews is set up, with the way your driver can be a weapon at St. Andrews and take a lot of that stuff out of play, I mean, for me, Rory McIlroy has to be the the hands-down, clear-cut favorite at St. Andrews. How do you feel about this weekend? And do you agree with me on his positioning for St. Andrews and how that golf course sets up for him? Uh, I agree with you on both counts. He, you know, he came off the, the course yesterday and said that another top five finish, he couldn't care less about. You know, he's only after one thing right now. He's after the wind, and that's all he's after. And, and I think that he's as close to it now as he's been in years. Uh, I think he really has a great shot at, at uh, the old course. As you said, that driver can take so much out of play. And he can drive a number of greens there, and I think uh, I think he's in a really good, comfortable spot mentally. I think he's, he's he's sort of satisfied with where his game is now. 
I know I know he was a little bit of a kind of a bumpy uh, front nine yesterday where he sort of hopscotched back and forth, bogey, birdie, bogey, birdie, and, and his putter just wasn't helping him out as much as it did at, uh, a week earlier at St. George's. But I do think that right now he'd be my favorite pick for the old course for sure. He's 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 on a heater right now, and uh, uh, and I think it's going to be good things uh, between now and the end of the season. Bob, I know I said I was going to let you go so you could catch your flight, but we've got to get your, we've got to get just your take uh, quickly on the on the live vibe on the, uh, vibe on the ground. What, what, what was it like? Uh, who was chatting? Was there a lot of chatter? Were people ignoring it, or was it close to the Canadian Open? As once the ball was struck on Thursday, the live chat kind of went away. Yeah, that latter part I think is correct. Same thing held there, and I think I think there were a lot of people sort of pointing to the fact that this again, like the Canadian Open, this kind of meant something. This was important. This was a golf tournament. The live guys came in. You know, Phil. Phil had there were some some funny lines thrown at Phil's way for the two rounds that he was in. You know, some guy was yelling out um, uh, parlays that he could bet on. <laughs> different things. And, and and you know they they skirt, I guess they have done they kind of skirted around the issues. Dustin answered a few questions about it in, in the one press conference he did after his second round. Uh, but generally speaking, if there was any talk, it was about who's next. And there's going to be some, from what we hear, if the rumors are true, there's going to be some some fairly significant names announced this week. Uh, probably with Abraham Answer is the one guy that's been named. A number of sources now we haven't heard officially from him, but there's some other big names that could go. But again, you know, it's the difference between 54-hole 50, shotgun kind of exhibition where the golf doesn't really mean all that much and, and, a, and a tournament like we saw yesterday where, you know, guys are grinding over every single putt right to the 72nd hole. So uh, that part still holds. 100% Bob, and we had a bunch of large names already say that they're not going uh, and doubled down on that, like Rom doubled down on it, Xander Shoffley, Hovland. They're playing for history. They're putting to put their names, as Rory said it, on trophies, and Rom said it with the names like Nicholas Palmer, etc. They're not playing the game uh, necessarily for for money. They've mm-hmm. they've got the money. They want the history. They want the legacy. And you're going to see a real division of guys who love the game and play for history. Very similar to Tiger. Tiger's you know always been very aware of of historic what he's done historically and where things stand. You have guys like that in that camp. And then you're going to have guys in the Jerry Maguire camp, right? The show me the money. So, all right, Bob, safe travels. Uh, we'll see you for TV this week. And uh, hopefully your experience at Pearson International when you land, hopefully they got that Bob Weeks VIP lane open and you don't have to deal with any of that nonsense. So. Okay, guys, have a great day. Later, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Bob Weeks coming home from the U.S. Open. On the other side, we're going to hear from Matthew Fitzpatrick, the 122nd U.S. Open champion. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. TaylorMade and the all-new Stealth Driver with a red carbon face for better energy transfer and more ball speed. Welcome to the Carbon Age. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Caddy Time the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to find affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. Welcome back, Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Scully, we just said goodbye to Weeksy. He's on his way home from the U.S. Open. We are talking U.S. Open. We are talking the victory of Matthew Fitzpatrick. Uh, it was impressive. It was an iron display like we imagined. 
Uh, he spoke, Adam, a little bit about his uh, extra distance off yeah. the tee. You know, he was 13th this week in driving distance. That's just a huge improvement from where he, you know, normally is or was hovering totally. around like a hundredth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think that's what it got it done this week. I think it it certainly got him confidence. It certainly maybe put eight iron in his hand instead of seven iron in his hand. Or eight iron in his hand instead of six iron in his hand, which certainly can improve iron play. As you know, mm-hmm. iron play, all these stats are weird. You know, we look at them in different ways. Um, how they how they marry together, how they work together. You know, yes, his iron play was stellar, but was it because he was hitting shorter approaches to the green? How much of that did matter? I don't know. All I know is this, including that bunker uh, shot on 18 for, how good was that? Okay, yeah, first of all, okay, that shot, so Zalator spoke after how he looked at the lie and thought there's there's no way he's going to get on the green from here. And okay. to get, because, you know, in a fairway bunker from that far away on that steep of a slope, you have to hit and make solid contact or else mm-hmm. the ball could really go anywhere. And to hit it to, what, 20 feet? Like, that, that was a remarkable shot because really the only shot he missed all day was that tee shot on 18 where... They're on the broadcast, they're saying, you can't miss this left. You can't miss this left. What does he do? Well, he misses it left. And he sort of tug, hook the, hooks this thing into the bunker. But, I mean, to have the, the stones to hit that shot, I, I thought he was going to lay up for a second um, when he first hit the as shot. As soon as he put it in the bunker, I said, playoff, here we go. Yeah. I, I really thought that, you know, just there's so much going on there. To your point, maybe he puts it in a spot where he likes a wedge. Uh, boy, did he man up and hit that golf oh shot. Oh, my goodness. Uh, those bunkers are tough. These are USGA bunkers. These are not the bunkers we play week in and week out on the on the PGA Tour. These are not firm, perfect bunkers. Mm-hmm. Th- these are sandy uh, penalty areas. Um, wow. It was impressive. I thought what he, uh, what he said was interesting. You know, uh, his caddy, Billy Foster. Billy Foster. Who we'll get into in Winner's Weird and What later on in the show. All week, they were talking driver off the tee on 18. They, and then all of a sudden, Billy gave him three wood. Now, have you heard that? <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. like, three wood? And, they, uh, and sure enough, it, it, you know, maybe they should have stuck with the original plan. Maybe. But wow, what a crisp one. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it a little further. Uh, let's first hear from our newest major champion, a first-time winner now on the PGA Tour, as well as a first-time champion uh, at a major, Matthew Fitzpatrick. I think there were expectations, but I, I didn't feel like I didn't feel them. Uh, in my opinion, um, you know, the, the field's such a such a strong field. So many great golfers playing. Um, but I think for me, obviously, the expectations were me, for me to play well. But I feel like having won the U.S. Amateur here as well, I just felt so comfortable around this place. Uh, nowhere to hit it, nowhere to miss it, um, and. Um, yeah, just happy to be uh, unbeaten around this place. Happy to be unbeaten. He joins only Jack Nicklaus as a fir- as the only other player in history to win a U.S. Open on a golf course. You won a U.S. Amateur. Uh, Jack did it at Pebble. Uh, historically, it was impressive. Um, it, it, now we'll get into the conversation. You know, he's young. He's dedicated. He's been knocking on the door. It's not like to Bob's point, Adam. It's not that he hasn't won before big events elsewhere. He's got a great. You know, resume on European tour and elsewhere, DP World Tour, I guess now we, we call it. Um, 
what do you expect the rest of the way for Matthew Fitzpatrick? He's been on your radar most of the year, so I assume this is just going to, you know, make him a regular fixture on your radar. Yeah, you want so I, I had Fitzpatrick for the RBC Canadian Open as one of my picks. He came up short there. He was leading after the first round, or one of the leaders after the first round, but came up short. You wonder too, you know, the consistency. You know, he's finished in the top fifteen in all three majors so far this season, so he's playing well in the big events. We're just waiting for him to break through. He's played golf, uh, difficult golf courses very well. He won at Valderrama back in October where the winning score was six under par on a very challenging golf course. I wouldn't know that personally because that place is unbelievable. <laughs> I did break 90, I'll tell you that. But, but, but <laughs> you, I, We'll do the yeah. I broke 90 shot by shot. Episode. Yeah, shot by shot. The hazard. Anyway, uh, but no, for Fitzpatrick, it's you wonder if this is going to leapfrog him and open up everything for you know St. Andrews for the FedEx Cup for that sort of thing because you know he said he's he's not going to live. I mean he's a guy who's been pretty passionate about the PGA Tour and, and staying uh, on this tour. But if he hits the ball the way he did, I mean seventeen of eighteen greens, he was t sixty three in a sixty four man field in putting in round four and won the U.S. Open. So I mean if he puts any better, you combine that with the ball striking, this could be a pretty dangerous player. It's going to be interesting uh, before we close the door on Fitzpatrick because on the other side we're going to take a look at some of the contenders including Scotty Scheffler who I mean almost won this golf tournament and went through some stretches where he had his brain turned off yep. on the weekend especially Saturday. Saturday early on the back nine it's like he forgot where he was and, and he basically threw, tried to throw away the golf tournament and still almost got this thing done. Before we get there though, before we close the door on Fitzpatrick to your point Adam, consistency. It's not just him. The same names keep reappearing in majors. And I will be curious to see, with the exception of Rory McIlroy, with the exception of Rory, it'll be interesting to me when we get to the 150th Open at St. Andrews. I believe the names are going to change. I really do. And I'll tell you why I think that. I think it's it's, it's, it's a bit of an outlier in terms of the golf course setup and who it favors that week. Yep. I mean, Augusta, we talk every year now, in this century, since we, since we had the turn of the century at Augusta, since they tiger-proofed it, the players that do well at Augusta that win the Masters are the players that lead in strokes gain approach to green, lead yep. in greens regulation, the best iron players in the world, right? Okay. Then we got to uh, Southern Hills, okay? Very difficult setup. Once again, Will Zalatoris. Justin Thomas, okay, we've got, again, best iron players in the world. Then we get here to the U.S. Open. Zalatoris is there again. Fitzpatrick, Scheffler again. Uh, Morikawa, Mm -hmm. best iron players in the world. We're going to get to the Open Championship, and it's going to be different. It's going to be who can bomb at 320, take these bunkers out of play? Who gets the lucky side of the draw with Mother Nature? Who can handle the bump and run and the hollows and the mounds around the the greens at St. Andrews and and get comfortable or has familiarity already with that style of golf? I I think it's going to be a different look on the leaderboard when we get to St. Andrews. Yeah, and I mean, let's hope we get a lot of breeze. Let's get some carnage out there because <laughs> if if there isn't any carnage, it's it's not the longest course in the world. Like, if it's calm, they're going to go low at St. Andrews. Yes. I, I really believe yes. that. So, like, this is, you know, and we're, we're going to do our edge picks or edge little preview in hour two for the Open, but you, you think of Jordan Spieth, the chance he had at the 2015 Open Championship, one shot out of a three-way playoff. You think Rory McIlroy shot 63 at St. Andrews back in what, 2010, shot 80 the next day, but that's okay. Um, so you can really, it's going to be wide open. 
Yeah. And and then we'll have this topic, I'm sure, this discussion, I'm sure, many times in the next month, putting on slow greens. Putting on like, slow greens you think, is like, be part like of it. Will Zalatoris, I mean, they, they showed a, a slow-mo of that, uh, that putting stroke from inside three feet. But I, he kept making he kept, putts. But slow. you wonder on, fa- on slower greens, yeah. is that going to be an issue? Well, you and I have had this conversation, and he, you know, he loves putting at Augusta. He loved putting at the PGA. When, when you're passive, yeah. he's got that up against his left arm, and he's got that pencil... That pencil Let's... grip and it's twitchy and it's it's kind of steery and when they're running at twelve and thirteen or faster, you can kind of get away with it. I know it sounds funny, but you just kind of nudge it on the line you want to start it get started. I mean, if you're a passive putter, a twitchy putter, the last thing you want is a straight putt eight feet uphill that you've got to hit with conviction because that's when all those. Um, inefficiencies kind of come to light. Yep. Um, we've seen it with Justin Rose over the years, how great he putts at the U.S. Open, the Masters, etc. Hideki, too. Hideki, perfect example. Green jacket. Like, where do these guys come from? I mean, slow greens. Um, I got to tell you, the one name along with Rory that I think we still might see at the Open is Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, oh, totally. Because uh, I know, and I know it's easy to pick world number one. I get it. But he's also great off tight lies around the greens. He's got great imagination with his chipping around the greens. He can play the shots in the air, keep them on the ground. I think Rory, Scotty, and then get in the mix is is Spieth playing well. Those type John of Rom, players. Yeah, John, yeah, I think it's going to look very different. We'll have to talk a little Rom. Not the Sunday yes. we expected. Very weird. We're going to do yeah. it next. On the other side, contenders, other players that were in the mix. We'll hear from them. We'll break them down. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by Caddy Time, the Uber-like app that allows golfers across Canada to add affordable, qualified caddies to any round. Visit caddytime.com. Download the app or talk to your PGA professional today. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada here on TSN 1050 in Toronto, iHeartRadio, TSN Radio, TSN TV, simulcasting on Mondays after major championships and important events in the world of golf. We're going to do it again after the Open Championship, and then we'll do it Every Monday, three weeks in a row for the FedEx Cup playoffs until we hand out a tour championship in August. Uh, Lots to go here still in the Golf Talk Canada season. Okay, contenders. Will Zalatoris, once again, I mean, has yet to find the winner's circle on the PGA Tour. But, I mean, the way he's constantly contending in hard setups... uh, and, and proving that the more difficult it is and the more par means something, the better he's going to play. I mean, here we go again. At, sooner or later, Adam, at what point are we going to cross the line of Will Zalatoris? Man, there he is again, confident. Sooner or later, he's going to win a major. To scar tissue, hasn't got it done at what point does this start to really affect his performance inside the room? You wonder because he, he seemed, he was obviously devastated losing 
you know, both times at the PGA and the U.S. Open, but he's, he's very classy in defeat. You know, some guys have really, you know, like Sergio all those years when he, you know, eventually when he won the Masters in 2017. But for all those years, you know, he'd lose and he would he would complain. He would wouldn't whine, but he was he was unhappy. Blame the golfing gods. Blame you know what you know. Blame the draw. Yeah. Blame Tiger. Whatever. But for Zalatoris. When you have six top tens and nine majors, it's just a matter of time before it's going to happen for you. And, and sure, the putting stroke might look a little wonky from inside three feet, but once you get outside six, eight, 10, 15, 20 feet, it, that's a free-flowing, smooth putting stroke. So I don't think we're quite at the level of scar tissue yet. He is three-quarters of the way to the Silver Slam already, yes. which yeah. is very hard to believe yeah. already in his Unbelievable career. Unbelievable at his young age. With right? the Masters, PJ Championship, yeah. and the U.S. Open all runner-up finishes. So I don't think we're quite at this, the level of scar tissue yet. But if we're still talking about Will Zalatoris five years down the road without a major championship victory, then I think we'll be And to your that point, path. that mid-range effort on 18 to force a playoff, he put a great stroke on yeah. it and looked good the entire way. I thought he made it. He shoots rounds of 69, 70, 67, and 69 on Sunday to miss the playoff by one shot. Let's hear from Will Zalatoris. I battled like crazy. You obviously said about every, um, every U.S. Open round you play, but considering where I drove it today, um, the fact I was even under par was obviously pretty nice. Um, you know, I, I thought I made a lot of nice putts, uh, you know, just to keep myself in it. Um, stealing one on nine, saving par on 13. Um, you know, I, I, I really felt great with a putter all week. And, you know, I had a great putt on 18. It just happened to hang out there. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was fun, man. It was, uh, you know, Matt's shot on 18 is going to be shown probably for the rest of U.S. Open history because that I walked by it and I I thought that going for it was going to be ballsy, but the fact that he pulled it off and even had a birdie look was just incredible. So hats off to him. I mean, he played great all week, obviously, and uh, he was solid all around today. He was solid all around today. He seems to have great perspective, to your point, Adam. Will Zalatoris uh, in the mix again at another major. Okay, Scotty Shuffler, unbelievable season he's having. Already a major champion this year. Looked like he was going to get it done. He shoots rounds of 70, 67, 71, a 67 on Sunday that included a couple of bogeys early on his back nine. But for me, Adam, this is what I was talking about in our previous segment. He had it on really much on, on fire on Saturday, he goes out in 32 on Saturday and really takes control of this golf tournament as he makes the turn on Saturday. Listen to how he starts his back nine Saturday afternoon. Double bogey at 11, bogey at 12, bogey at 13, bogey at 14. He completely implodes and tries to give away this golf tournament. The fact that Scotty Scheffler had one hand on the trophy on Sunday is mind-boggling to me. Well, how about the start he had on Sunday, too? Playing with Adam Hadwin, four birdies in his first six holes. It was like he was playing in a video game. Like, that that tee shot he hit on the first hole got a bad break into a divot, and he hits that shot to, what, eight feet, makes the birdie putt, and here we go. So, Scotty Scheffler, you know, now two runner-ups this season on the PGA Tour, lost in that playoff mm-hmm. to, to Sam Burns. So, four wins, a pair of runner-up finishes, 
he he's he's fun to watch because he's creative. He he, pl- he tries these different shots, especially around the greens, and it, it came back to haunt him on that par five on the front side on Sunday. He got up and down the second time around to make his par. But for for Scotty Scheffler, all around, you know, pretty pretty good stats. Six in greens and regulation uh, for the week. Second in strokes gained off the tee, and he was 18th in strokes gained putting. So all around a very solid week for Scotty Scheffler. Just fell apart from like you mentioned on Saturday afternoon. On the weekend, Scotty Scheffler. Seven under par on the front nine, five over par on the back nine. Just could not play the back nine, could not fit his eye, probably just awkward club selections, got up on tees, couldn't find his lines, couldn't see see his points. Seven under, though, going out on the weekend. Let's hear from world number one, Scotty Scheffler. Got off to a really good start. Um, Hit a lot of good shots out there. I drove it well, hit it good. Um, I played pretty good too. I played well today. I just, you know, was one shot short. Um, You know, I this week I I hit some of the worst shots I've hit in my career, and I've hit some of the best ones. So it was kind of a roller coaster week, and to be at the end was definitely a lot of fun. Um, You know, unfortunately, just came up one shot short. He does come up one shot. Short of the playoff, uh, shooting 500 par alongside Will Zalatoris in a tie for second, one off Matthew Fitzpatrick's pace. Okay, Rory McIlroy, we touched on it earlier with Bob. Um, no one needs another top five from Rory. Yeah. But but this level of consistency is pretty amazing. Again, I think when we get to St. Andrews, uh, that is going to be the best opportunity he has uh, to finally get the monkey off the back. Has not won a major since 2014. Rory finishes in a tie for fifth alongside Colin Morikawa at 200 par, four off the pace. Mark, uh, Rory goes 67, 69, 73, 69. Let's hear from Rory McElroy. Bit of a roller coaster on the front nine, bogeys and birdies, and um, got off to a great start. Uh, sort of feel like there was a couple of holes out there this week that were my nemesis, the third being one of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't that easy out there. Obviously, there's a few good scores, but, um, you know, I needed to shoot a 65 or a 66 to um, to get the job done today, and I just wasn't quite on it enough to do that. I still felt like I played well and shot a solid run to golf, but... Um, just not quite good enough to uh, to contend. Not good enough to contend. A really weird front nine for Rory. Birdie, bogey, birdie, bogey. Just kept giving it back and forth. And really, if you take a look at uh, Saturday's round, Adam, 73, not going to get it done. Just kind of put himself behind the eight ball. Again, trying to backdoor it on Sunday. This one a little closer. He was He was kind of right there. But, I mean, when you go out on... Sunday morning, and you make three birdies on the front nine at this golf course as a trailer, and you shoot even par, not going to get it done. Not going to get it done. He had three birdies in his first six holes, and you know clearly the consistency wasn't there, especially strokes gained around the green where he was 45th for, uh, for the field, 35th in strokes gained approach. One of those bogeys on Sunday came on that short par four fifth, which, I mean, I, I love that hole personally. It was playing into the wind on Sunday, so it was playing a little different than it was throughout the, uh, throughout the first three rounds of the tournament. Now, of course, Fitzpatrick drove it onto the green and had you know a 20-foot two-putt for birdie, and Rory, Rory bogey that. Colin Morikawa had a tough time with that hole. Patrick Cantley. There were so many guys who just struggled with that hole. So for Rory, I, I think... 
the consistency is totally there, you know, given in his, what, last five or six starts, his worst finish is a T18. It's unbelievable. That's what I was saying to somebody the other day. When he shoots in the top 20, it's a, it's a bad outing. Yeah. Well, and, and, and it's good for him that he's now outwardly saying this, like, I don't care about these top fives. I want one thing, and that's a W. Right. And and he's been he's been the leader on the PGA Tour in relation to all this live stuff, and he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. Clearly, like I think he, he saw, needs that maybe. Yeah. Well, you saw in the first round on Thursday in his final hole where he missed a shot and threw his club. Yeah. You know, and and he was smashing his club in the bunker. Like he yeah. he was mad, and he was playing with that chip on his shoulder. So maybe for Rory, I think that the motivation is going to be through the roof. Come St Andrews, I'm, I'm with you, Adam. I think he's going to be right there chomping at the bit. Before we go to break, because I want to hear about your lesson, I want to talk about this stack system <laughs> yes. that I've been on for six weeks. That Matthew Fitzpatrick was on as well, which I didn't know for the last year, uh, and he thanked the stack system in his post-round press yeah. conference yesterday. We're going to do that on the other side. Before we go to break, though, Adam Hadwin finishing in the top 10, a tie for seventh, one under par. He shoots 66, 72, 70, 71. Let's hear from Adam Hadwin. It was uh, very, very scrappy. It was pretty ugly early. Um, didn't have a lot of rhythm. A um, couple snap hooks with the driver. Just kind of lucky to... Uh, get out of that first stretch one over really um, the way that I was hitting it finally started to settle down a little bit seven and beyond um, hit some good shots but I think um, golf course was a little softer wind kind of died down and uh, just based on the way I was playing I wasn't ready to kind of go attack and start moving up the leaderboard so I had to I just stayed patient and, and, again, tried to do the best I could. And it was nice to get a couple there, 16, 17. Um, 18 stings a little bit, but uh, I'm under par to U.S. Open for four days, so nothing too bad. Good perspective. And, again, uh, to Bob's point, after all the work he's put in the last couple of years, finally seeing the improvement, fi- finally feeling comfortable controlling his golf ball, flighting the golf ball, picking windows, et cetera. So this is a big step forward. For Adam it's a huge step forward and five top tens now this season, a President's Cup later in the year, looking yeah. to make his third straight International President's Cup team. This is a great week for Adam yeah. I think we could see for the first time ever multiple Canadians so finally cool. on that President's Cup team, and I yeah. think that would be fantastic for uh, Canadian golf. Okay, on the other side, we're going to switch gears a little bit, talk a little stack golf. Want to talk about your lesson? Get a tee up 20 weeks of TaylorMade, mm-hmm. and we'll tee up our two. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino and Scully with you. And PGA Tour Canada is back in full swing. The latest winner, Will Bateman, going to join us in hour two at the bottom of the hour. Looking forward to connecting with Will. He is still celebrating his victory, so good one there. Uh, we've uh, put a bow pretty much on the U.S. Open. In hour two, we're going to take a look at just the opening odds right now. If the Open Championship were to start tomorrow at St. Andrews, who are the betting favorites and why? We'll get into winners, where and what. Skelly, stack system. Yeah, I, I'm okay. so curious about this. So I started, I was feeling a little sluggish uh, this year, feeling older, um, 
feeling like everywhere I went, everybody was hitting it further, which happens as you get older. Okay. Also, I'm not the biggest guy in the world. I'm 140 pounds, five foot seven. So let's be honest. Okay. At 140 pounds, five foot seven, you're not going to hit it past a ton of younger big guys. Okay. Uh, getting old sucks. We all know this. But I decided I was going to do something about it. A few years ago, um, I got onto the speed sticks. Yes. From our friend Ian at TXG. Mm-hmm. And I thought it certainly added speed, but it threw my sequencing completely out of whack. Uh, I I was getting on the golf course, and I mean, my tempo was off. My sequencing was off. I would stand over a pitching wedge and just hit it in the forehead and swing at it like a a maniac. And I completely lost my golf swing, and I backed off, and I put the speed sticks down, and I just kind of laid off for a month. And then about a month later, my golf swing was back, and things settled down. But again, the speed would go away because it was like, okay, do you want to... Do you, do you want control, quality, proper ball striking, be able to go out and play the game you love, or do you want to hit it super far and, and, and not have a clue you know, where it's going? So I got away from that. And then I got, I, I got onto this stack system. Now, our friends at TXG are also, are, are also ambassadors of, of right. the system. So what makes this system different? And this is the system that Fitzpatrick was thanking. He was thanking the team. Uh, Sasha McKenzie and the stack system in his uh, post-round press conference yesterday. He's dedicated himself for a year to getting faster and to get longer. And he said it's given him a lot more confidence. Okay? I started this program six weeks ago. I'm on seven weeks. I'm at a phase now where I'm supposed to rest, and they're going to give me a new program. So why this works so well and why it's different is you go through – a set of exercises with a weighted bar, a weighted club. But the club, but the weight changes. You you take weights off. You take weights on. You bit, you do drills swinging just with your your trail hand. For me being a lefty, just oh. your trail. Then your lead hand. They're trying to find out where your deficiencies are. Is your lead hand or one hand way quicker than the other? Like where could we find speed? Then you swing at a heavy weight. You swing at a lightweight. It puts you through all these different exercises to create a foundation and a baseline. And then it gives you basically a six-week program designed on the findings that mm-hmm. it is calculated through its, you know, it's basically AI. It's figured out, okay, you're, you're, this side moves this way, this side moves that. And then it designs a program, you know, specifically on what they have found with you. I did it. I started my program. Wow. So when I started this program six weeks ago, the stack speed is the number that you swing the actual club at at its heaviest, okay? And then the driver speed is your maximum potential driver swing speed. Mm -hmm. And then you have a distance potential. So those are the three main categories. So when I started six weeks ago, I was 94 miles per hour with the stack stick. I was 110 miles an hour with the driver speed, and I had a, a distance potential. This is like your home run ball of 306. Okay. In six weeks, I have gone from 94 to 99 miles an hour with the stack with the stick. My driver speed from 110 to 115 miles Holy. per hour, and my home run ball from 306. To 322. 16 yards in six weeks. Yes. 
And on Father's Day yesterday at my uh, club, the Toronto Hunt Club, uh, from our blue tee deck on nine, it is uh, was playing 366 yards. You drove it over the green. <laughs> I drove it over the green. Uh, I drove it 30 yards from the center. Wow. Which is the largest tee ball I have hit there since my 20s. I haven't been there since my late twenties. Wow! So uh, I believe in this. I was surprised. I was. I didn't know that Matthew Fitzpatrick was on this program. I knew that there were tour pros working on this or that. I mean, it, and I put it up on my social media feeds. And I'm not. I'm not being paid for this. I'm not an ambassador of their product. Uh, they're not a sponsor of Golf Talk Canada. Although here on Golf Talk Canada, we only work with companies that we actually believe in anyway. Yeah. So it, it's easy for us. Like we'd be playing a tailor-made product whether they sponsor the show or not. I've been with tailor-made my entire life. Yeah. Um, our friends at Adidas, yada, yada, yada. I, I mean, I, I highly suggest our listening audience and viewing audience today, if you want to get longer, for real, if you put the work in and follow the program, Adam, it works. Now, you know, results will vary. Yeah. Um, I was moving very slow when I started this program, and I used to move very fast. So it probably opened up an old door for me right. and got old muscles working again. I don't think that, you know, everybody's going to find five miles an hour in six weeks. But they say the average is three. And three miles an hour that's is upwards. like that's like eight, nine yards yeah. of carry. That's a full club. That's eight iron instead of seven iron. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, I mean, it, it can make a difference. So wow. if you're into it and you're serious about putting in the work, the stack system. I am intrigued. That's my, uh, that's my public service message for today. I so, will, might be just, yeah, this is I have reached something. out okay. to uh, Sasha McKenzie to see if we can get Sasha yeah. on the show. Uh, I'm sure at some point we are. He's getting bombarded today because sure. of what happened yeah. yesterday with Matthew Fitzpatrick. So at some point, though, when things settle down, I'm sure we'll get him on the show. Yeah. We can talk about it a awesome. little further. And I'll keep everybody uh, up to speed on my developments. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you had an interesting golf lesson. I did. So I reached out to uh, Bayview Country Club uh, head professional Mark Patterson. I'm a member at Bayview. And basically, I wasn't saying I was lost, but, you know, the parent child, you know, came in second, (laughs) let mama skulls down. But no, I'm more, I'm looking for consistency. As we've spoken about on this show, my winner's weird and what, you know, sting leading in. It's, I, I can hit it a long way. It's almost physically impossible to hit it further than what you're currently hitting. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But it's I'm I'm very, you know, I played hockey all my life, so yeah. I'm I'm good with my hands and when my hands are working, the ball goes straight. When it doesn't, like a lot of times, it can go either left or right because I come over the top. Mm-hmm. But what Mark told so Mark and I spent 45 minutes in the Bayview Barn, which has the Trackman simulator in it. Great facility, by the way. It's all about he was trying to get me to bow my wrist. Mm-hmm. So because because I pick it up, mm-hmm. Straight up, I'm coming over the top, and then I have, I have no choice but to go steep on the ball, and the ball can go anywhere. But now we're trying to trying to flatten out a little bit, right? And so I, I played a round of golf on Saturday. And Are you hitting more cuts now? Uh, more cuts, and it's lower. Lower, okay. Yes, and on the eighth hole at Bayview, my Saturday almost turned into a spicy Saturday. I saw you sent me the photo. 164 yards, downwind, very downwind. Pitching wedge, six inches. Wow. Just short. And that was like, mm, that would have been something. I, I like this move. I have used this move as a Band-Aid in the yeah. past. The reason I ask you if you're, if you're cutting the golf ball more right. is because it's very much a Dustin Johnson move. Exactly. Right? It's, it's preset with a bit of a forward press. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you, the hands are kind of out of it. Yep. They're in that preset position, which you're kind of simulating what impact feels like. And mm-hmm. from there... 
It's turn, with, turn. with no manipulation of the hands and turn again. The only thing that can go wrong is if you stop turning. Yes. If you don't turn, that thing's never going to square up. But it gives you the freedom of just going turn and turn as hard as you can and clear as hard as you can, and you should be hitting solid fades all day. And, and that was when, when I started hitting drivers with Mark during this lesson where if I, I wasn't turning initially and my club face was yes. way open, I was hitting this block. Big push? But, yeah, big but block. Not, but when it was on, it was either a little cut or it was very straight, which is very rare for me to have sort of a straight miss. So I'm looking forward to getting back on the golf course. Well, very it's soon. nice because it's, it's going to take out the left side of the golf course yes. for you, right? It's yes. going to be gone. You just take out the left side of the golf course. You could, you'll be able to aim up the left side of the fairway all day and hit it and swing yeah. as hard as you want because you know that the miss is going to be right with the cut. Absolutely. And you can speak to a cut. You can't speak to a draw. That's right. That's right. There we go. Yep. All right. On the other side, we're going to get into it. Winners, weird, and what? And boy, do I have a bone to pick if the rumors <laughs> are true. Now, I'm not going to go too hard. Because they are just rumors right now. I think it was Michael Collins who broke yeah, this on yeah, Twitter, yeah. and I haven't heard from anybody else. So I'm I'm gonna I'm going to hold back hard and hope that this is an incorrect report and just a rumor because we don't have an official word yet yeah. out of the DP World Tour. We're gonna do it in winners, we're gonna what? We're gonna hear from Will Bateman. We're gonna take a look at open championship odds, and we'll get you caught up on all things golf talk Canada, including twenty weeks of TaylorMade, all in hour two. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC, presented by TaylorMade, was brought to you by PlayGolf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts. Mark Zacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome to Hour 2, Golf Talk Canada. Zacchino, Scully, we are in studio. We are simulcasting as well on TSN television as we do Mondays after majors and big events in the world of golf. We will do it throughout the summer for the Open Championship. We'll do it through the FedEx Cup playoffs. Lots more to come on GTC. Uh, Will Bateman will drop by at the bottom of the hour, the latest winner on PGA Tour Canada. We're going to take a look at some open championship odds. Who are the favorites right now to win the 150th edition of the Open Championship in St. Andrews? But let's do winners, weird, and what? The good, the bad, the ugly, Skulls, T is yours, sir. 348. Oh, man, that is sweet. Okay, Mark, my winner this week is Joel Damon, who for the first 36 holes into Saturday, too, he had a legitimate chance to win this golf tournament, playing very well. But, uh, you know, he's, he's been not shy about how he, in, he likes to enjoy himself every <laughs> once in a while. There's actually, he was on a podcast in the, in the depths of COVID where he tried to have 18 white claws in 18 holes. Okay. He wasn't successful doing that. I'm not, that's, that's just an aside. I don't know if someone could physically do that. Anyway, so Joel, I've got several golfing buddies who will easily do that. No problem. 
<laughs> I mean, that's yeah, that's another discussion in itself. But anyway, so Joel Damon uh, on Thursday was uh, he was a one he was up there on the leaderboard and he was asked what his plans were for the evening, and this is a direct quote: uh, "Ben Rector is in town. We're going to go to his concert. It will be difficult to go to this one and not have a hundred beers like we like we typically do." <laughs> At concerts. So Joel Damon, he's an honest guy. He's a great personality for the game. He's one of those guys where once this Netflix series comes around, I'm really looking forward to, oh, to watching him. I hope him. they grabbed a bunch of his uh, stuff behind the scenes because he's a great follow, isn't he? He's, he's a great follow. And, um, and he also had a weird situation where his rental or his valet uh, car was, was taken by mistake. On Friday, after he was a co-leader at the yeah. U.S. Open, he got it. He got the car back, thankfully. But Joel Damon, uh, my winner. Okay, my weird this week. One of my edge picks, Cameron Young. I was so optimistic about this guy for a value play heading into the U.S. Open. His back nine on Friday afternoon will be <laughs> one of the craziest back nines we will ever see in PGA Tour history, quite, yep. quite frankly. Mm-hmm. So here, I'm just going to read out his Yeah, let's hear the numbers. Okay, goals. so first hole, bogey. Okay, fine. Then par. Then quad, then bogey, then birdie, then hole in one, then birdie, birdie. He missed the and par. So he parred the last hole. So he missed the cut by one shot. Has two pars on the back nine. What's his back nine score? Uh, his back nine score is one over. He shoots a one over 36 <laughs> with two pars on the card. Two pars. It's three incredible. Birdies, a one. Oh, that is like only like John what? Daly can do things like that. Yeah, I was watching it. Yeah, I was <laughs> right? watching it. And I was like, oh, my, is he actually going to make the cut here? No, he did not make the cut. Wow. So, unfortunately, wow. uh, for Cameron Young. I Great was, rookie season, though, right? Very good rookie season. Three finishes inside the top three. No victories yet, but yep. a win is coming soon. Okay, my what this week. I'm going away from the U.S. Open here briefly. So whenever guys go travel to tour events, they have to, you know, they'll rent a car, you know, whatever car, or to be a valet service like right. the U.S. Open. On the Corn Ferry Tour, they're renting cars. Akshay Batia went to the car rental place. There were none, no cars available. So what did he do? For the week, he drove a U-Haul. You're joking. He drove a U-Haul. His, his <laughs> girlfriend on Instagram posted a picture of him sitting in a U-Haul for the week. Now, he missed the cut, unfortunately. But can you just imagine wheeling into a, you know, a golf club? You got the U-Haul. You got the clubs coming out. Like, that was unbelievable. I love it. I love yeah. it. And this is – okay. This is a huge problem. When, when I was in – like, there's no cars anywhere. Anywhere. When I was in Hawaii for PGA Tour Radio to start the season off, and we made the jump from uh, Kapalua – to uh, over to the Sony, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, in Honolulu, we get to the we get to the car stand. No cars, <laughs> and I'm standing in line with Zach Johnson, and I look at Zach Johnson. I, what are you doing in the yeah. same line as me? Like you've got a clear jug and a green jacket. <laughs> like we shouldn't be yeah. lining up for a car. It's like uh, just need a car. No cars. So did you carpool with Zach Johnson? Well, we tried. Eventually, <laughs> he left the uh, the line and said, forget the official car of the PGA Tour. I'm just going and getting whatever's available. Yeah. He ended up at like three car places over, oh, dropping man. like two Gs to drive anything Jeez. they had, right? But wow. it's unbelievable. This, it, is, this, is, this is a problem everywhere. So. It, it really is a problem anywhere. But yeah, uh, Batea ended up missing the cut. Okay, Mark, the T is now yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, Adam, I don't know. You you must have saw it yesterday on the 18th green, the emotion from Matthew Fitzpatrick's caddy, Billy Foster. And it was interesting because, you know, you, you see a player that has achieved something, 
that has been a dream of theirs their entire career. And his the first thing he did was kind of grab his caddy and, and give his caddy a hug and get his caddy under control because Billy Foster, who caddied for Matthew Fitzpatrick yesterday, has been caddying on the PGA Tour for 40 years. European Tour, PGA Tour. He's caddied for Seve Ballesteros, Lee Westwood, Darren Clark, some of the biggest names in the game. Players that have gotten a number one in the world, We, you know, Westwood. Yeah. Um, Ballesteros as well, when the official World Golf Rankings were, were first a thing. Never won a major championship until yesterday. His first ever major in the twilight of his career was a popular story going around social media. Popular for everybody who knows Billy, who's been out there forever and today. 40 years is an epic career as a caddy to finally get it done. Pretty special moment. And pretty special to see him, you know, sort of walk and kiss the flag. It was very similar to the scene when Hideki Matsuyama won yes. the Masters. A lot of comparisons are being made between the two, but what, what an awesome moment that was for Billy Foster. Very cool, uh, and congratulations to him. My weird this week, you know, weird. You decide that <laughs> you don't really want to play a lot of golf anymore. So, you, you, you know, I, like, let's, let's use Dustin Johnson's quotes uh, and, and we'll we'll be generous in the quotes. I'm paraphrasing on most of these, but this was the tone of Dustin Johnson when he spoke to the media earlier in the week when he when he got to the U.S. Open about his involvement with Lyft. Now, I will say one thing for DJ: he's being honest, uh, which is a breath of fresh air for most of the Live players because most of, most of the Live players are lying to everybody, talking about growing the game and this exciting new format and how this is. It's got nothing to do. The format's horrible. It's a 54-hole shotgun. Okay. No one's growing the game. At all. At all. DJ is DJ at least is, is giving the truth. I don't really like golf. I don't want to play a lot of golf. Uh, this allows me to make, you know, five times the money without really ha- have to play golf and, and basically not keep my competitive edge. You know, Sergio Garcia, not a surprise that Sergio went. Sergio, through his entire career, if you're out on the PGA Tour and you're in the locker rooms and you're on the driving range, the story on Sergio, his entire career, lack of work ethic. Mm-hmm. So much of, natural talent. Yes. As much natural ability as almost any player we have ever ever seen in the history of the game. He is up there with Ballesteros, Mickelson, obviously Woods. Gifted, gifted, like born with it. No work ethic. Mm. This is perfect for Sergio. You lollygag, 54 hole in a shotgun. No one there is really sharp because no one's playing a lot of competitive Mm. golf. At least that's what it appears to be what they're saying. Weird, though, look at that some of these scores would happen. Patrick Reed's weekend, 70, 71, 75, 74. Guess he was getting tired with the 72 holes. Most of them missed the cut, 71, 71. Bryson, 76, 75 on the weekend. Is it any shock to you, Adam, at all that none of these players really contended or could keep it going for no, more than 36 it, holes? Honestly, it's not. And I, I was surprised, like we were talking with Bob, off the top of the show about the some of the fan reaction to, to Phil, it was mostly positive. I'm I mean, maybe it was a little well. muted, maybe yep. a little muted than it has been in the past, but Phil was still giving the thumbs up and doing this. And yeah, there were some guys, you know, sort of giving to him about, you know, different parlays and who should I bet on tonight, which which to be expected, but not surprised at all that the live guys really struggled. I think this is going to be a theme the rest of the way, and there's been a bunch of articles released this week saying that maybe the biggest challenge these players are going to have is they're just going to get worse at golf. (laughs) That could be be a side effect 
of taking the dough. Mm -hmm. Um, We will see. Okay, my what this week is really based on a rumor. Michael Collins uh, put out on Twitter, it might have been Saturday, uh, could have been yesterday, that uh, he has... uh, he, he believes that he has been on good sources have told him that the DP World Tour, the European Tour, is not going to get in line with the PGA Tour, not going to support the PGA Tour, and allow live players to participate in the DP World Tour. Now, this is not official. We don't have an official statement yet. Last week we knew that they were meeting with Liv. Uh, that they were in, Keith Pelly, the commissioner of the DP World Tour, was in London meeting with the Live Golf League. A lot of flags being raised. Here's my problem with this. This is why I have a problem with this. You want to go play Live? Go play Live. I wouldn't do it. I don't like it. Whatever. I don't like where the money's come from. I don't find it interesting. Personal choice, okay? DJ being honest, yada, yada. Okay, don't lie to me. Just say you're taking my grade. Here's where my problem is with DP World Tour. In the middle of the pandemic, they couldn't keep the lights on. Yeah, at all. All right? They went to Jay Monahan. They went to the PGA Tour asking for a relationship, a formal relationship to keep the lights on. Show me the money. We need the check. And the PGA Tour gets involved and and pretty much keeps the lights on. Then they said, we need uh, key sponsors for our huge events. Look at the Irish Open. Uh, the BMW International Open, which is the week before the Irish Open, which is which is this this week, they're playing for two million euro. The following week at the Horizon Irish Open, they're pay, playing for six million US, and the following week at the Genesis Scottish Open, they're playing paying for eight million US. Who do you think got them those sponsors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mothership at Sawgrass got them those sponsors, and now. If these rumors are true, you have the opportunity to stand by your partner who kept your lights on in the pandemic, who you went to, and the first opportunity you have to stand with your partner is going to be to turn your back on them. I mean, if I'm Monaghan, I don't know what my legal uh, options are, but I hope it's something, Adam, because they cut the check, they steered the money that way, and now the door is being slammed in their face. I hope if this happens, they got to go. I mean, and I've been a fan of Keith Pelly and what he's done in the European tour. But if but if Keith decides to do this, I say shame on you, Keith Pelly. Yeah, and he's been innovative, innovative with everything he's done. You know, back in, with his days here at TSN too. So, but if this rumor does in fact come and become true, this really does change everything, does it not? Well, it, it certainly it certainly now puts. We can put in the picture that currently we can say that currently what we know, because we don't have anything official out of Augusta yet. We still don't have anything official out of the, the Royal and Ancient, mm-hmm. and we don't have anything official of, out of the PGA of America. But what we can say is that currently no one is standing with the PGA Tour yeah. if this happens. We do know that. Yeah. We will still have unknowns, but we the one known will be no one is standing with the PGA Tour. <laughs> You know, until they need something. Exactly. I guess. Yeah. We will so wait. Weird. We will see. We hope the report is wrong. That's all we know. On the other side, we'll take a quick look at the current open odds. If it were to start tomorrow at St. Andrews, who are the favorites? This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino, Scully, Adam, if the Open Championship were to start tomorrow, let's take a look at the favorites. Now, I had a theory with my U.S. Open picks, and I told you this last week on on television when we did our TSN Edge picks, that I thought I was just going strokes gain, approach the green. I was looking at the best iron players, and I went, okay, Zalatoris, he's number one, strokes gain, approach the green, I'll take Zalatoris. Almost almost pulled it out, right? Um, I went with Justin Thomas. He's one of the best iron players in the world. I went with Sam Burns, who's surprisingly iron numbers very yeah. high. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he doesn't. That's right. He doesn't come across that way when you think about him. But if you look at the numbers this mm-hmm. year, he's in the. I think he was six six in strokes gained approach the green. Um, this time around, I'm going with strokes gained off the tee, Ooh. and I'm going with driving distance. Yep. And there are two. There are three players right now. In the top five in both driving distance on the PGA Tour and strokes gained off the tee. And those three players are John Rahm, Cameron Young, and Rory McIlroy. As of today, those three players are both in top five longest, top five strokes gained off the tee. So where do they fall into the odds boards here if it were to start tomorrow? So, Rory McIlroy is your betting favorite, 9-1 to one right now on FanDuel Canada. Okay. John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler are your co-second uh, shortest odds, I should say, at 12-1, to one, followed by Justin Thomas at 14-1, to one, Colin Morikawa and Jordan Spieth at 16-1, to one, Matt Fitzpatrick at 18-1, to one, and then Cameron Smith, Shane Lowry at 20-1. to one. Now, you mentioned Cameron Young, a little more value, 41-1 to one at this very moment. Uh, that might be a very good value play. A very good value uh, play. Based on these yes. numbers. Now, I guess I should try to explain why I'm looking this way. Uh, if you're not familiar with uh, St. Andrews uh, and and why longer hitters tend to do well there, mm-hmm. uh, there is a little wiggle room off the tee, as we know. Some of the widest fairways you're going to see in, in major championships. Mother Nature certainly plays a role. But without Mother Nature, they can go low, to your point. But there are a lot of holes there for the longer players. They can hit it over the trouble. So a lot of those bunkers that are in play for, uh, you know, a majority of the field, 60, 70% of the field, are not in play for the Rory McIlroy's. He can take it over. There's also, depending on wind condition, some par fours that are not supposed to be drivable that become drivable for the Roms and McElroys of the world that put those other two... They, now you're putting two-putt birdies on the card that aren't really supposed to be two-putt birdies. I think all this recipe comes into play, and then you hope you get the lucky side of the draw. And that's going to be a big part of it, is, is the right side of the draw. We've seen open championships in the past. Uh, you think of, you know Royal Portrush was a big one where, uh, you know it, with all the weather that can come in the area, you can see all four seasons in one day in, in Europe when you go play golf. Um, so I, I like that stroke gained off, strokes gained off the tee uh, thought mentality into it. Uh, so one of the guys you mentioned there was John Rahm, who I, I, I just have a feeling that he's, you know, he's had, he's had a really good start to the year. He, he got the win in Mexico, had a really strange Sunday at the U.S. Open. But for, for me and John Rahm, you know, his ball strike, he's first in both strokes gained off the tee and greens in regulation this season. So ball striking is good. He's 76th in strokes gained putting. But 
I think because we'll be playing on slower greens at St. Andrews, you got to hit the balls a little harder, a little firmer, a little less break. I kind of like John Rahm off, off the start here. So I was just going to ask you that because the, the, the next part of the equation is, okay, so Rahm falls into the correct categories mm-hmm. here, as does McElroy, okay? Top five in distance, top five in strokes gained off the tee. So we like those categories. He has not made many putts this season. That has been not, in fact, he's been angry about it in some of his press conferences. Stop telling me I'm a bad putter. I'm not putting that bad, blah, blah. But that is what has held him mm-hmm. back this year. So now comes the other part of this equation, the slow greens. And the shots you need to hit around the greens, the bump shots, the, the different fescue grasses, those weird lies. And, and therein lies the guesswork in trying to analyze the Open Championship and break it down. It, it, you know, we can go to strokes gain around the green on the PGA Tour. We can go to strokes, strokes gain putting on the PGA Tour. I'm not so sure, Adam, any of it's going to apply yeah. to these. It, it is the, the Open Championship is an outlier. The greens run several feet slower than any, any, any other time in the year. The shots you hit around the green are completely different. With all due respect to some of the shots that were hit around the greens at uh, Southern Hills, they're tight and whatnot, but it's a different kind of tight. We're talking about grasses in the south, southern U.S. It's, it's a different golf shot. This is rock-hard, fescue uh, surfaces. You, I mean, hitting, hitting shots off the soil in Scotland, completely different than anything they've played all year on the PGA Tour. So, so how do you break this down, I guess is my question. How do you, how do you predict who's going to handle that the best? You just go... Who has experience out there? Who do we know has done this well in the past? Because if you're looking at the last 12 months, you've got, you've got nothing. You've got no sample size of anything worth breaking down. Yeah, you got to like, or do you go just good form? Do you go guys playing well at majors? I mean, now that Genesis is the sponsor of the Scottish Open, that like that field is going to be pretty electric. So guys will be over there playing golf. So you won't have to worry about getting acclimatized to this time zone and all that fun stuff. So, I mean... It's it's really wide open, which is great. I mean, we've had so many different storylines heading into all three major championships on the men's side so far this season. That you know, right now with Rory at nine to one, I'm still surprised that Scotty. She- I think Scotty Scheffler should be the second favorite by himself, given the season he's had with four wins, including the Masters, two runner-ups, including the U.S. Open. Don't you say? Yeah, I I, I mean. Again, you, Bob and I had this conversation three weeks ago. If his name was Justin Thomas or, or Jordan Spieth, we'd be losing our minds. Yeah. It's because it's Scotty Scheffler. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's it's a lot of steak, but not as much sizzle. Yeah. And, and, the, and the golf community loves their sizzle, just like any other uh, professional sport. And they want their stars to be flamboyant and have some kind of, uh, you know, strut. For lack of a better term, swagger, yeah, swagger, yeah. and Scotty's just a meat and potatoes, straightforward. I do everything well, kind of guy, and uh, mm-hmm. and and I think to your point, you're bang on. I think you also had something else on the head, bang on. Scottish Open, we're gonna see who's in form and who likes that style of golf a little bit the week before, because if you're just talking about who's the best off tight lies in the world right now, just if you just went tight lie, Cameron Smith, mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler, uh, Patrick Reed. Shane Lowry, maybe. Lowry, yeah. Spieth, yeah. guys who like little shots around the greens off tight lies. It sounds like something minor, but this is why those guys do well at Augusta. If you're looking for a sample size, maybe you go back to the Masters. And you said, who go back to Augusta National and take a look at who led the field at Augusta in strokes gained around the green. And you might find some answers right there. 25 days away, too, to the oh. Open. 
we'll have to take a look. Okay, on, on the other side, we will switch gears. PGA Tour Canada just handed out their, was it their second or third trophy? I believe it's year? their second, yeah. We have a new winner, Will Bateman, going to join us next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Scully with you here on TSN Radio 1050, iHeartRadio, and TSN 2 as we simulcast on TSN Television Monday after majors. Going to switch gears a little bit as PG Tour Canada is back. You know, we celebrated, Adam, a few weeks ago the fact that the RBC Canadian Open was back after almost a three-year hiatus, just just under two and a half years, really, just over two and a half years, I should say, since we handed out the trophy from Hamilton to St. George's. But people forget that PGA Tour Canada also went away during that time. Now, we had you know, other opportunities uh, for players to play. Uh, Scott Pritchard did a great job of creating the minor, the, the kind of a mini-series in Canada for people to play. Uh, there was also a, a mini-series developed in the U.S. to keep the guys playing and going. But PGA Tour Canada is actually back for real this season. Full schedule, bigger, better than ever as they start in the West Coast. They're moving east. They're actually headed our way shortly into Ontario. They just handed out their second trophy of the season yesterday in Edmonton. And the latest winner on PGA Tour Canada joins us now, Will Bateman. Will, how are you, man? Uh, congratulations. Awesome. I know you've been out there. I know you've been professional for quite some time, playing for for quite some time. What's it mean to, to finally be a winner? And what's it mean to do it in Edmonton? Oh, it's huge. Um, you know, first first win on, you know, PGA Tour Canada and uh, – to do it in my hometown in front of, uh, you know, everybody that was there, it was, it was massive. Now, not only was it your hometown, you also played golf at the Edmonton Petroleum Golf and Country Club from the age of 6 to 12. So give us some perspective on how much that meant to not only play in front of home fans, but on your home course, too. Yeah, um, you know, grew up there when I was younger and, uh, you know, played there a bunch. So it was... Uh, you know, home turf, I felt like, um, but yeah, I just, I try to stay patient all weekend, uh, you know, to chip in and in the playoff on, you know, 18 in front of, uh, in front of everyone, everybody going nuts. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Will, you played well in the opening event, 67, 65, 68, when you were out in Victoria and then you closed with 73, had a rough Sunday. Did you learn from that Sunday? And did you anticipate this coming? Because you shot rounds of 65, 67, 68, 65, a bookend 65 in this one. I just get the feeling that you were just not going to let this one get away. Yeah, um, honestly, I, I felt like I played really, really good last week. Um, just we, we kind of, you know, being in contention there, um, we got some terrible weather. Um, basically, you know, the morning wave basically was no wind, no rain for, you know, four or four or five hours. 
And then as soon as 12 o'clock hit, there was, you know, it was blowing 20 and, and raining. So um, I basically just, you know, told myself to stay patient. And I knew that, you know, putting myself in contention um, again, and I was going to get some good weather eventually. And luckily it was the week after, but it, w- it was fun. So we mentioned this briefly, Will, that you won in a three-way, three-man playoff, and you chipped in for the second playoff hole to get the victory. Walk us through what that chip in was like, what, what kind of shot you were facing, and what reaction was like right after it went in. Yeah, um, I, you know, going into that shot uh, in regulation, I, I actually putted it, and um, I didn't know where I was at because I'm not really, you know, I don't really watch leaderboards too much, but. Um, you know, I, I putted in regulation, and it was pretty sticky in there. So I, I, I left it like 15 feet short and ended up missing that, making par from, you know, I was only, you know, 20, 30 feet from the pin in regulation. But anyways, I hit it I hit it there in the, on the second playoff hole, and it was a no-brainer that I was going to chip it. And I kind of just went into it. Uh, thinking that, you know, I hold the shot on my buddies all the time and just do it one more time and ended up going in. We're with Will Bateman, the latest winner on PGA Tour Canada. He got it done in a three-man playoff on the second holes. You just heard at the ATB Classic presented by Volvo Edmonton on Sunday. Uh, Will, what does this do for the rest of the year? Does it change your goals at all or change your outlook? And is that a double-edged sword? Is that a trap door with, oh, okay, I've got to win under my, my belt now. I've got to change things, or I've got to change how I feel about the year in terms of success. Because um, it, it could, you know, can be a trap that you fall into as opposed to, hey, I'm obviously on the right plan. I'm obviously doing the right things. Let's just keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, going into this year, um, you know, my goal was to was to win the money list and win, win the points list. Um, I know that this is a great start. You know, we're only, you know, two events in. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to stay patient and stuff, and, and I'm not looking, you know, too far ahead. Um, like I said, it's only the second event, and it's a great start to the year, but I know that there's a lot of golf to play, and I'm just going to, you know, focus on one shot at a time from here on out. Now, of course, we always talk about, Will, how the U.S. Open ends on Father's Day. But for you, you got a victory also on Father's Day. How special was that? No, it was fun. Um, You know, my dad was right there. And, yeah, just, you know, chipping in and then going giving him giving him a big hug and and telling him, I told you. (laughs) 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 It was cool. It was really cool. Well, before we let you go off the top, we were talking about, you know, the return of the RBC Canadian Open, but obviously the return of PGA Tour Canada. And, you know, what does it mean to someone like yourself and some of your, you know, colleagues out there to have the tour back this year, full flight, a full schedule, strong sponsors, uh, a, a real place to play and get tuned and hopefully make the next step to the Corn Ferry Tour and beyond. How important was it for you that it is back this year on Canadian soil? Yeah, it's been huge. Um, I've, uh, I've, I've really been looking forward to it. You know, I, I was looking forward to it, honestly, last year uh, before that they, uh, they made the form tour and uh, we decided to play in the States, but you know, to have it back this year and and to be playing some really good golf and and knowing that um, I'm going to some courses that are familiar and you know obviously being up on, on home turf it's uh, 
it's been massive. And I think that, you know, Scott's been doing an amazing job with getting some great sponsors. And um, I think it's going to be a really, really fun year. And just looking forward to the rest of it. Congratulations, Will. Good luck the rest of the way. Let's uh, let's hope we do this again on another uh, Winner's Monday here on Golf Talk Canada. Let's grab a few more W's. Talk to you next week, man. There you go. <laughs> I love it. That's what I'm talking about. We'll take care. Thanks, Will. Will Bateman, the latest Thanks. winner on PGA Tour Canada. He leads the way now as the race to the Fortnite Cup continues. He is number one. Scott Stevens uh, in second place. Jake Knapp in third. Joe Highsmith in fourth, and Jorge Villar it holds on to... Actually, he's in a tie for fourth with Joe to round out the top five as we'll keep an eye on the uh, race to the Fortnite Cup points list uh, throughout the year here on Golf Talk Canada. And, of course, that tour's coming east. It's going to land in Ontario. We're going to have an Ontario Open. We're going to be up at TPC Osprey Valley uh, for another event here in Ontario. And then they will circle back from the east and, and finish the season in Kitchener. At Deer right. Ridge uh, for the Players' Cup, the big one. And one of the favorite things about being on this show is, you know, we talk all about, you know, these big superstars winning U.S. Opens, winning major championships. But now we get to tell our audience about these players coming up. Maybe, maybe Will Bateman will be the next Corey Connors or the next Adam Hadwin or the next Mackenzie Hughes. Or, you know, there are 38 PGA Tour Canada grads playing at the RBC Canadian Open. It's an unbelievable tour, and it's so great that we were able to showcase their stories every week here on G. 100%, because if you look at the graduating class or, or or group that has come from PGA Tour Canada, what they've gone on to, it, it's, it's incredible. Remarkable. Elk Ridge next week will host in Saskatoon. Then they will head to Prince Edward Island uh, for an event, and then they will land in the province of Ontario, Osprey Valley Open, Ontario Open, then head to Quebec, Manitoba, uh, stay in Manitoba for a double dip, back to the West Coast for a Golf BC Championship, and then the Fortnite Cup Championship, Deer Ridge Kitchener, uh, to end it all, as that is the big one, as we will uh, find out who wins uh, the Fortnite Cup. Okay, on the other side, speaking of leaderboards and schedules, we'll get you caught up on all the events in the world of golf on the weekend outside of the U.S. Open. Also, this week, we've got a women's major at Congressional. Do we we ever... didn't touch it. And I know that golf course like the back of my hand. Interesting. Can, I know. Is it good? I think it's going to be very interesting. People are going to be shocked if they tune in. They're not going to recognize Congressional. I'm, they're they're going to recognize the clubhouse. Yeah. That's, That's about, about it. it. <laughs> that is about it. That is not a, that is not a renovation. Yeah. That is almost a redesign. And uh, I think there might be some controversy okay. along the way. Okay. There are some crazy green complexes crazy green complexes that the women are going to have to negotiate their congressional. We'll do it on the other side and put a bow on today's show. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Cadillac. Experience the iconic Cadillac sedans and SUVs in a personalized live video tour with all your questions answered in real time. Book your tour at Cadillac.live. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, 
while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. A players' meeting has been called. 7.30 a.m. Tuesday, that is tomorrow, at the Travelers' Championship from Jay Monahan. Several important updates regarding Liv, also available to answer players' questions. Policy board meeting later that day as well to make new policy again in regards to Liv. So do, they, do we know more? Is someone going to stand with the tour? Is anything going to come out from this? Are they going to strengthen their position, change their position? I can't see it changing. I could see it only trying to get stronger and looking for allies. Uh, You mentioned, Adam, before we get to leaderboards, that the field of the Travelers is shockingly good. There's a lot of great players in, in the field. Many of the top players, Rory McIlroy playing his fourth straight event. Xander Shoffley's going to be there. Sam Burns is going to be there. Scotty Scheffler going to be there. Justin Thomas going to be there. So the best in the world, the best golf to watch this week on the PGA Tour in men's golf is at the Travelers Championship this week. And uh, one of the most underrated golf courses on the PGA Tour, TPC River Highlands, is a great golf course. Real fun finish. Lots of drama coming down the stretch. Sounds like a great field. Really curious to see what comes out of uh, Jay Monahan and those meetings tomorrow. Okay, let's do some leaderboard updates. Leaderboards brought to you by Bushnell, the number one rangefinder in all of golf. Bushnellgolf.com. Bushnellgolf.com for all your rangefinder needs. Scully, let's get at these leaderboards starting with... The LPGA Tour, the Meyer LPGA Classic. Jennifer Cupcho winning in a three-way playoff over Leona McGuire and Nellie Corda. Should note Brooke Henderson, another great week, tie for ninth. She's heading into an LPGA major this week at Congressional. We'll get to that in just a little bit. On the Corn Ferry Tour, the Wichita Open, Norman Jung with a five-shot victory. Kevin Roy was in second place looking for the low Canadian. And it looks like no Canadians made the cut, unfortunately. Uh, well, I know a Canadian that made the cut on PGA Tour Canada. In fact, he won. Will Bateman, we just spoke to Will. He got it done in a three-man playoff over Joe Highsmith, Jorge Villar. That was in Edmonton at the ATB Classic, presented by Volvo Edmonton. Congratulations to Will Bateman. His first professional win of his career. The goal is to win the money list for Will. Good luck, Will. Hope we speak to you again the rest of the way. At the year's third major, the U.S. Open, the 122nd edition, the Country Club Brookline, Massachusetts. Matthew Fitzpatrick, finally a winner on the PGA Tour. Finally a major champion. One-shot win over Scheffler and uh, Will Zalatoris. Adam Hadwin, low Canadian and a tie for seventh. It's a top Ten. Okay, Skulls, you mentioned an LPJ major this week. Brooke playing well. This is the lone major she's won. We're still waiting for her second major. I think it might be a bit of an interesting week for Brooke. It might, this might set up well for Brooke. There is room off the tee at this new congressional. In fact, I'm not so sure. The rough was nasty the last time I was there, so we'll see what they do the rough. But the room off the tee is wide. Right. So, so, so if you get off the beaten path, you are penalized. But there is space at this new congressional. I say new congressional. I don't think many people tuning into this is going to recognize it. Wow. This, so this, this project, this is like the fifth time they've renovated um, Augusta, Augusta, uh, congressional. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Reese Jones did it for the Open. Uh, they've touched this thing so many times. This time, it, it looks very, very different. It's almost a complete redesign versus mm-hmm. a renovation. 
Uh, they removed thousands of trees, thousands of trees. Uh, there is uh, fescue line fairways. It looks more like Oakmont than it looks oh, like Congressional. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I believe there is going to be some controversial green complexes and that they need to be very careful what hole selections they choose because there are spots on these greens that it, it could get it can be almost circus like with the putting if they if they're not very aware mm-hmm. of green speeds and hole locations and the professionals can look stupid very easily and it's not their fault if they don't and I believe I personally believe that after these four days of the best women in the world tackling this golf course, I believe that they're going to collect that d- data, take a look at some of these green comple- complexes, and there's going to make changes before the men get there. Huh. I believe so. You tell me. I'm curious. I want, I'm, I'm really curious of your opinion this week, Adam, when you see it. Yeah, well, and you, know, you mentioned room off the tee. Well, Brooke Henderson is uh, third in scoring average this year. She's fourth in greens in regulation, fifth in rounds under par, second in rounds in the 60s. So giddy up. And I, I will tell you, I'm coming up with a TSN Edge little feature on Brooke Henderson uh, Wednesday on TSN.ca. Great, great. Okay, uh, looking forward to that. You're going to have to go get it off the tee. So yeah, if you can get it. it off the tee, go from there, and, uh, and we'll see how these greens play out. 20 weeks tailor-made. Major week. What are we giving away? This Major weeks are crazy. Major weeks, away. yeah. Okay, there's crazy, and then there's unbelievably crazy. <laughs> because this week on 20 weeks of tailor-made, we're giving away a Stealth Plus driver and Stealth Irons. Both. All you have to do, Mark, you follow Golf Talk Canada. You follow TaylorMade Canada. Twitter, Instagram, tag your golfing buddies. You'll be in the, in the draw to win. And, of course, we have our grand prize at the end of the year as well. And throughout the year, we're giving away... Over $30,000 in product. Unbelievable. Over 30000 including the grant prize, custom fit through the bag, trip for two to Casa de Campo. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to do that. Okay. Only a few minutes left. Adam, we're three weeks away from the Open Championship. Yeah. We just opened this segment with breaking news. Another players meeting tomorrow. Uh, more information coming out of the tour in regards to how they're going to respond, respond to live. In Winners Weird and What, uh, you know, if the rumors are true and Keith Pelly is not going to stand with the tour... I mean, wow. We haven't heard from the Royal and Ancient Golf Association. No, we We're three weeks away. Uh, what do you, uh, twofold, what do you expect? And part two of that question, why haven't we heard it already? What, like, where, where are they? I mean, are, are they just going to say the exact same thing the USGA said, and, you know, for the 2022 championship? That, Which is key, right? That, that was the key part of that statement when it was initially released, is that right. this is for this year. Right. And then even, you know, Mike Wan spoke last week. Could he see a day when they wouldn't be allowed? He said, yeah. Yep. So I'm shocked we haven't heard from them yet. You would think that's going to come this week, next week, right. at some point before the tournament, you presume. But I, I think it'll be status quo in terms of the live guys will be there. They won't really have, you know, be really in the mix to win because they're used to, you know, the, the beer at the turn and the shotgun start sort of thing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, I think it's going to be the same thing we just saw at the U.S. Open. So you think they will fall in line with the... Um, we, we laid the criteria out a year yep. ago for how you qualified for this year's championship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're not going to put the horses back in the barn. 
Meanwhile, they've done that. USGA, by the way, the USGA and, and, and the RNA have put the horses back in the barn now for years when it's come to equipment. Yeah. But they won't do it for qualification. I find that a little hard to digest. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's another can of worms, and we've only got a yeah. 45 <laughs> seconds left, so I can't go on a rant. But, I mean, you're talking out of both sides of your face, really. Totally. I mean, yeah, the anchor putter, we let that go for 30 years, but now we're going to put it back in the barn. Well, hold on. You had criteria for 12 months? Change it. Yeah. If you don't like Rules it, Rules can change. be changed. Yeah. Apparently, you're the ones that do it. <laughs> You've set that standard. Rules can be changed. There we go. Look, we changed it right there, right? Okay? Come on. Could be curious to see. I'm with you, though. I think in the next couple of weeks, we get exactly the same statement, yep. which is the criteria was laid out, but the door's open for 2023. 100% agree. Yeah. I'm really curious about the Masters. It's a fascinating time in the world oh, of golf right now. So much to get into. Adam, we'll see you 1 o'clock Wednesday. Yes, sir. TSN 4, Golf Talk uh, Canada Television. I'll be up at Beacon Hall for the 100th edition of the PGA of Canada Championship. How awesome uh, is that? It's going to be very cool. And Caddy Time's going to be there yeah. as well. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing this Thank today. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, everyone who watched. Thank you, everyone who listened. I hope you had a wonderful Father's Day weekend. Enjoyed the U.S. Open. Golf Talk Canada is going to be back with TV on Wednesday. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the club. Thank you for watching. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new Tour 360 22. Tour 360 22 sits on the feet you wear last, serving as the foundation for the all-new Tour 360 fit, while the new direct-injected Spike More traction system will help golfers stay locked in. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television weekly on the TSN Television Network.